I sort of um, had the philosophy of don't let other people worry what you do. Um, you know, I've been very, I've been very, very lucky to um, turn a passion into a business. Um, you know, I don't want to be an Iron Man. You know, I think um, you know Iron Man are good for the sport. You know, they, they're, they're, I call them the big boys. Um, you know, and if they can be the McDonald's, I'm happy to be the Hungry Jacks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Master of Some, a podcast about health and fitness stories served up as a metaphor for life. I'm your co-host, Darren Lake, and I'm here with your other co-host, Phil Cross, who you will be hearing from shortly. We've got the CEO head of Hancho of Elite Energy, Mr. Mark M.O. Emerton. Elite Energy is an awesome company that is doing awesome things for endurance sports here in New South Wales for smaller endurance sports, the non-Ironman shorter races. They do cycling, running, swimming events, yoga from what we've heard, endurance, ultra races, etc. We get into the nitty gritty about putting on events, his approach, his awesome approach at that to other endurance companies. Spoiler, you heard a bit in the beginning, Emo's background in endurance sports and other formats he'll be trying along with his very unique broken running race event. You'll be hearing more about that. It's happening actually in September. Before we get into it, make sure to subscribe, rate and comment. It really, really helps us. You'll hear that a lot actually if you listen to our podcast. So just, just stay on board with that. We appreciate your support. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Hey everyone, we have Mr. Mark M.O. Emerton on the other line, all the way down in, where are you, Nara? In Nara, man, yeah, Nara, just uh, on the sunny south coast. Sunny south coast of New South Wales, Sydney, Australia. So yeah, this is obviously Master of Some podcast where we talk about a lot of things and this is a bit different. We got M.O. Who runs Elite Energy? We've probably done a whole big introduction for you, so I won't go into that. Let's get straight into the first question. We, Bill and myself, have only been involved in racing these endurance events. We've never put one on, and they seem like a shit ton of work. So, what element of putting on a race takes the most time and attention? You can focus on one thing or all of them. I suppose uh, mostly the, the, the hard work is, is done before the events. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, the approvals through councils and police and uh, and uh, roads and um, and those sort of things are uh, quite, are quite um, time consuming. Um, you know, when we organise events, we always like to make sure that we're uh, we look after three different sort of areas of people. We look after the uh, the athletes, we look after the volunteers, and we look after the general public. So. Um, you know, with all that preparation, we've got to make sure we look after the public as well and make sure all our events sort of flow and um, try and consider them at the same time. Nice. And is there any, uh, are there any particular parts of Australia that are more difficult than others to putting on, uh, putting on events? So, you know, do you get any more grief from councils or, or locals or police in, uh, in, uh, in, in a particular spot? Uh, yeah, get we, you in trouble anyway. We, 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 get, we get lots of grief. Um, you know, there's uh, there's pretty um a small a small group out of all of Australia that love triathlon, and there's pretty a big group that don't like triathlon. So, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we we work with a lot of councils. I think we've got a we've sort of you know how to uh, massage people and that massage councils and um and communities now um that make it a lot a lot easier. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to work uh, on the coast um, destination events. Always uh, and, and along the coast seem to have people who are uh, who are healthier and sort of uh, who like the sort of the fitness environment, so they're a bit more um, 
receptive to closing roads down and for bike riders sort of uh, going around their streets. So, um, you know, coastal towns are, are, are quite nice. Actually, you know what? This is a great question that I'm going to add to this. Didn't even plan this, Phil, so I apologize. How come no one has done a triathlon in Sydney City since 2011, 2012? Because it was, I'll give you a quick, I moved here and I decided to get in triathlon right in 2012. I think that was the same year Phil moved here. And I saw that Olympic distance triathlon. I don't know who did it. It might have been you. Um, was done in just the middle of the CBD through all the roads and stuff. And then it only happened one year. What Do you know what happened behind that? Yeah, I mean, the, the issues behind um, events in the city is uh, comes down to the costs of closing roads and road networks down. Um, that's pretty one of the major issues, you know. To show, I know that, that, that race we had back there, um, around about 2011, I think you said, um, which was, uh, that you know, they rode across the Harbour Bridge to... Uh, so I'd hate to see the traffic, um, the traffic bills to close down the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the city. So, you know, there's a lot of cost involved in that, and there's just not a lot of return. So, um, mm. when the state government puts money behind it and sponsors, um, you just don't get the return back that they uh, that like they like to do. Um, yeah, good, good exposure, good exposure globally, but uh, most people wanted to get a return back. Yeah, fair enough. I remember, I remember that race being on pretty much as like really shortly after I got to Australia and I was still used to the UK prices for races so I was used to paying 50 quid to do an Olympic distance and I think it was like $360 and I was like Whoa. Fuck, fuck Australia fuck do, <laughs> fuck do. <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's, uh, and that, that's probably um, and that was pretty pretty cheap in those days to shut the uh, the road networks down there but um, it's pretty exciting riding across the Harbour Bridge so um, yeah that's good yeah, so uh, in ter- in terms of that, like, who are your, who are some of your biggest competitors in terms of you know other folk putting on races? You know, is it is it is it um, Ironman? Is it some of the smaller races? Like, your you know elite energy is pretty pretty massive. Like, who do you who keeps you up at night? If if anyone, um, as I said before, um, we, we've been trying to make babies, so Tracy keeps you up at night a bit. But um, other than that. <laughs> Um, other than that, um, you know, I, I sort of um, have the philosophy of don't let other people worry what you do. Um, you know, I've been very, I've been very, very lucky to um, turn a passion into a business. Um, you know, I don't want to be an Ironman. You know, I think, um, you know, Ironman are good for the sport. You know, they, 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 I call them the big boys. Um, you know, and if they can be the McDonald's, I'm happy to be the Hungry Jacks. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, we just love what we do and, um, you know, continually every week we get different towns and councils ask us to bring events to um, to uh, to their locations. Um, you know, I think I, I really love the sport of triathlon because um, I think one of the main things is, you know, I mean, I've pretty done over 300 races myself, um, a few Hawaiian Ironmans. And um, when I was a younger kid, I was, I was, when I was 15, I was 16 stone. So that's about 113 kilos. Yeah, wow. Um, so um, I lost a little bit of weight when I joined the Navy, I think. I didn't have a fridge to go to, and um, and then to have feel that uh, that pride and satisfaction of being able to do a triathlon, and uh, I think that's what sort of you know I focus on that sort of you see the pride and satisfaction that people get from doing a triathlon, um, and uh, you know I think if you go, I always say that um, if you go to work on um, on Monday and you've so you, you've sort of said that you've just done um, you know you've played soccer or cricket or whatever. Um, you know, it's a big different story if you tell your partner or your friends or your work colleagues, "Hey, I did a triathlon." So, um, yeah. So, I think that's you know, you know, I, it pretty goes back to you know, do I have any opposition? You know, I don't really have much opposition. I think um, 
we just try to do the best we can and um you know we we make look make sure we don't have our events on on the big days that you know there are ironmans on or some big 70.3s so yeah. we don't clash but um you know we try not to have much competition anyway cool cool you were talking about you did 300 over 300 races which is a shit ton of races how did you get into i mean if you want to tell a, a bit about your history how'd you get into endurance events and then how'd you get into being the ceo of elite energy um I still remember back in, uh, I think it was around about 84 or something, there was a there was a duathlon down our way and um, I'd lost a bit of weight and I bought a bike from a guy back in, you know, I think 82 and um, I had a go at this thing called a, uh, it was called a biathlon in those days, they used to call it a biathlon, they now call it duathlon and um, they needed to change the name, I'm not sure if you're aware, they needed to change the name from biathlon to duathlon um, when it became an Olympic sport because obviously the word biathlon is is shooting and skiing. Yeah, um, yeah. I always, uh, I correct yeah, a lot of people. So that's why that. we. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, might, I had a crack at that event, and then um, you know I done. Then uh, there was a triathlon in around Sydney. There was a few there. They sort of they argue which are the first ones back back in Australia, Nepean or one around I think Allura. Um, so you know I've done both of those ones back in eighty two, eighty three, I think it was, and. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was very lucky. I did um, 86. I did my first Ironman. I did my first Iron Distance race at Foster. I don't think it was called an Ironman those days. It was just called uh, the Foster Ultra. And then 87, they called it an Ironman. I think they got the license. And I did Kona in 88. So one thing just went to another. You know, I think going from being a, a fat little school kid to uh, <laughs> doing some triathlons, um, it was just uh, it was a good feeling to, uh, to, to know that you, you sort of what, what you stepped up to over the years. I can uh, I can relate to that Emo as as a former fat little school kid myself who uh, who who's got into triathlons. I uh, yeah I, I I feel you there. Is is that what drives you? Like it must be obviously as you said before an incredibly rewarding uh, rewarding job putting on these races and um, seeing the smiles of people who've achieved something who who cross that finish line. Is, is there anything else that 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 comes to mind in terms of that keeps you doing this? Um, you know, kind of week after week. Um, it's nice getting free shoes and sunnies every now and then. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I sort of—it's it's hard to tell. It's, you know, it's just, it is just a really good feeling to, uh, you know, you know. Sometimes, you know, you got to be very humble about it all. But you know, you sit back there and look at the finish line of Husky and and all the emails and some of the big, you know, the races that you run and you, you see and you read about the lives that you change. Um, and it's not just sort of physically the lives you change. You know, people, a lot of people sort of thank us because they change their whole lives mentally and emotionally and spiritually and um and that's very very rewarding mm. um you know I, I sort of uh you know it's we, we as you know by the amount of events we have we take events to some pretty places that are far out you know and in bendigo and forbes and yamba and um you know some places wagga we've been to and you know some of those places you, you'd never see a triathlon there but um you know i think what we do there we cre- we're creating this sort of the sport of triathlon for communities that would never see it or have a go at it at the sort of the, the level that we sort of produce an event, so we can then, um, you know, they then, then get hooked on the sport. And um, as you know, once you sort of get into it, it's uh, it's hard to get out of it. But um, so it's it's good to be able to create, you know, give everyone a bit of an, an opportunity to have a go at the sort of the good sport of triathlon. Yeah, yeah. You said um, something about how you get into it and you you can't get out of it. I I'm definitely that that person who I got the bug in. I don't race every single week in every one of your events, but I always have, you know, a few triathlons a year. And I, I do love your triathlons. They're very, very well put together. Um, speaking of different 
you were talking about duathlons and biathlons earlier. Are there any formats that you're considering? Because I know you do, you have the Berry Duathlon and you're doing the uh, Olympic Park Duathlon. Um, would you consider cyclocross? Because I know you guys are doing Xterra, or not Xterra, that's a, that's a brand. You're doing the off-road triathlon. Would you ever consider like doing cyclocross races? Or uh, anything yeah, crazy we, like that? Any any other alternative? Yeah, um, we um, we uh, we actually do we actually do Xterra as well. We uh, we actually own the Xterra brand in Australia. Oh, also. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we've looked at cyclocross. Um, I think the trouble is I look at new events every week. But if I go back and tell my staff I've got new events, they start to get a bit unhappy that I'm producing <laughs> more and more events. But um, and uh, I, I think we sort of get to the stage now. We've got to sort of think with our. Our financial heads more than um, our hearts. You know, for a long time I think with my heart. Mm. And um, you know, cyclocross is is growing, but um, you know, we we found a few locations that might work, and um, we've just got to make sure it's um, cyclocross is a little bit unique. That um, you know, some in the fact that you've got to you pretty destroy some of the um, the land where you go to. You know, there's a really nice winery you found, yeah. but it's, it might just trash it a bit. But um, uh, equestrian centres are probably one of the best places to have a, a cyclocross. You know, we've looked at a few different equestrian places because there's um. There's hills and there's jumps oh, and there's oh. things you can get off your bike and jump over and um, yeah you know we 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 just I mean this year we're just about to uh, we've just produced um, a yoga festival um, a few weeks ago yoga yoga yeah it was called the South Coast Soul Festival um, so we got into that it was relaxation meditation um, some workshops and it went for two and a half days Friday Saturday Sunday and um, way out of my comfort zone man you know. Um, <laughs> That's cool. You got the whole the holistic approach to to triathlon. That's really cool. Cool. So, uh, just that you were you were talking about cyclocross before. Um, I think one of the main reasons you shouldn't do it is because uh, for one for for one it will it will force me to buy another bike and that will get me in trouble. <laughs> that will get me in trouble with cat. So um, uh, please, actually, yeah, please put one on. That'd be great. I'd love a cyclocross <laughs> bike. Um, and I just want to: is there any um, uh, any uh, chance you're going to expand further into into doing ultra marathons? Because you put on the uh, the Alpine Ascent 50, which was um, I think I think a big success. It was it was it was it was it was really painful. Um, I can I can attest to that firsthand. But spectacular event. I, I was wondering if that's an area you're going to dive a bit a uh, bit further into. Um. I suppose over the, if you have a look over the years, you know we've had a go at color runs and um, mud events and um, obstacle races, and um, we, we sort of had a go at everything. I think you just got to follow what the trends are doing, um, you know. And right now the trends are uh, there's a lot of trend in um, in trial running um, in the long distance events. Um, again, the long distance events or the trial running was a little bit a little bit of a worry for us, you know, especially me personally because um, I don't have that sort of trial running experience, and um, you know running out through in, in, in extreme weather and, you know, the 100Ks sort of scare me a bit from an organisational point of view and the risk factor with people out in the middle of, of the night time. That. So, um, you know, we, we've, we've got a few other events, a few other 50 kilometre pretty maximum at the moment that we're working on down around our, the Shoalhaven here um, with some, you know, some pretty extreme um, mountains in it that nice. uh, go from sort of, yeah, so, you know, we'll work on that for next year. Um, you know, that we, we get lots of requests every week about... Uh, you know, bringing new events to different locations. Some, you know, and sadly, we've got to say no to some of them. Sure. Um, but I think, um, you know, the trail running, the trail running scene is very, um, it's trendy at the moment. There's a lot of people who are in, involved in it. Um, it's quite, um, it's pretty rewarding. They're a pretty easy bunch to sort of to deal with. Um, you know, there, there's not much stress involved. They don't care if their garments don't match or, um, 
they're pretty easy sort of they're a pretty easy <laughs> bunch to go. And uh, I think I said to them before that when I looked at the trail runners, I thought, look, the faster you were, the more homeless they looked. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Have you have you have you seen this beard I'm growing here? Like yeah, this, this is... that, that's a good that's a perfect example, man. You look really homeless, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, they're the, all they're all sort of they're all hairy and homeless. The the bigger the, um, the bigger the beard, the faster you go. Yeah. Like they they call it an ultra beard. Like that, there's, <laughs> there's a there's a famous there's a famous trail runner um, called Rob Craw, and um, his his beard has its own Twitter account called Rob Craw's Beard. <laughs> like um, so, you know, if you if you're into if you're into your trail running and your ultras, uh, you take that you take that seriously. That'll be in the show notes. Oh yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah, that would be the show. And that's just the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, in terms of in terms of pairing with, um, or, or maybe um, like partnering with some of the more like niche local races, I mean, is that something you'd considered in terms of expansion as well? Um, like in particular, um, I know a couple of cyclocross guys. I'm a big cyclocross guy, and um, there's a, a guy that does the manly cyclocross race, and it's really small. And Newcastle has one, um, and it's it's really small. Like maybe forty, fifty people come out and. Um, they don't really have big budgets, and I think they probably lose money every race. But would you consider like teaming up with them, or is that is it too messy? Um, we've been talking to the guy um, in Newcastle a little bit. Um, is this podcast about triathlon? Or are you guys trying to convince me to run uh, to turn around and run? Um, it does seem like way, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an endurance. It's endurance racing. So uh, I'm, I'm a big cyclocross fan. So. Um, did I put an M dot in the middle of a cyclocross? No, I pretty couldn't do that, could I? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, cyclocross is. Uh, we, we've I've actually spoken to. Uh, I forget the guy's name from uh, Newcastle. He runs one up there. And, yeah, um, I, know, I know you're talking about. And um, yeah, so we've we've spoken about that, and um, and I've I've sort of found a course up around the Hunter Valley there, and I've um, also found a course down here in Wollongong, there around Wollongong, around an equestrian centre there, and. Um, and uh, and both were very keen at, um, to sort of have a go at it. But you know, once again, you know, I think this season we have about twenty eight events. Wow. Um, so um, you know, we've we've added about eight or nine events to our calendar. So you know, when we when we sort of from a financial point of view, we've got to look at whether it's uh, you know it's financially viable to run an event with fifty fifty um, competitors or you know a small triathlon with six hundred. So um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of the event, like, let, I think we can put a cap on events you're not doing. But the uh, the of the the 28 events you've got on, if somebody was new to new to triathlon, you know they're a, you know they're maybe a maybe a good endurance athlete and they've they've done some stuff before, but they're just they're just diving in. They're going to do their first race. What would you recommend? What's the what's the what's the kind of event that you'd uh, you'd send a first timer to if you had to pick one out of your uh, out of your lineup? Um, me, me personally, I have a few favourite events. You know, um, you know, Huskies obviously is, is our big event, and that's a fairly high favourite. You know, I really like Port Stevens. Um, Port Stevens has a good vibe there. It's near the beach. It's you know, just some locations just work very, very well. Um, a new location we've just down had at um, down at uh, Tomic and down the coast works quite well. Um, most locations sort of have um, some good points and some bad points. Um, you know, but we work pretty hard before we even go to those locations to make sure that um, that every event has a pretty. Um, it's very inviting for people, you know, and we try to we try to make sure it's inviting. But um, yeah, I love Port Stevens is one of my favourite events. I think out of the whole calendar, and you know, we got a few new events that are popping up next season at uh, at Penrith. Some formats, so it'll be interesting to see how those go. 
Um, and I think we've got our broken marathon as well that's, um, which, that, that may be go all right as well. Cool. Yeah, actually, tell us a bit more about the broken marathon. I know I've seen all the advertisements, but if someone's listening, excel, sell, do the hard sell. Why is it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I suppose anyone, you know, in our, in our game, we're, we're always looking for that event that's going to be the next color run or the next uh, Ironman that's going to take over globally. So, you know, over the years, I've thought of a few different ideas and concepts. And the broken marathon was my own concept and idea that came up with uh, where you run six events, um, uh, six races, one each hour on the hour. So the first race is eight kilometers, you run eight kilometers, seven kilometers, six kilometers, and then you run six, seven, eight. Um, so there's six events, that adds up to 42K, or you can add, just do the half marathon, which is eight, seven, six. Mm. Um, you can do a team as in, teams or individuals. So the faster you run, the more rest you have. Um, so the concept there is, is you know, it, it, we sort of feel as though it might work for um, both, it's very tactical for um, individuals and um, and it's also it's also very good for teams and community groups to get out there and you know you can have teams of two or two three four five or six so it's um it's just sort of just a new concept that we're trying to have a go at and um may work may not work but we're gonna give it a go in today's world yeah no that's actually that's actually really cool um I, I read it and I, I understood it kind of but you actually saying that one point of the faster you do it the more rest you have it's similar to like you know swimming an interval on a certain time um yeah that's 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 quite interesting i actually I'm, i might think about doing that it's it's a, september what, what day is it again yes yeah, september's um is the is the uh is our first one at the regatta center in penrith so mm-hmm. it's um you know it's just it's i think you know some people are always looking for something different you know um you see the numbers of the world at the moment in, in all the uh the, the tough mudders and the color runs are all dropping off because it's um those sort of events are sort of uh um you know the novelty events that people will do once or twice and once you've done it yep. but um i think it Events where people get timed um, and can and can get sort of faster or they have different goals that they can achieve. Um, I think that's sort of stuff that people like to sort of participate in. So, I mean, hopefully this is a mass participation event that will grow. It might take a few years to grow, but um, it's a running event. Anyone can run so um, or walk, so we'll give it a go and see how it goes. I, I love it. I mean, as as somebody who's, uh, you know, I count myself as a as a kind of lifelong endurance athlete, and the, one of the one of the ways I keep it fresh is I keep mixing up what I do. You know, so I'll do some seasons where I focus on triathlon, and somewhere I focus more on trail running, and somewhere I do adventure racing. And I think the I think the fact that you guys offer so many different types of races kind of speaks to that you can you can you can always you can always find something to do no matter what's in your uh, you know what's in your what's in your schedule um going forward so yeah really uh, really kind of appreciate that about the the races you put on there's um there's 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 a bit of bit of something for everyone bit of yoga there as well bit of yeah. yoga <laughs> I, I didn't know about the yoga thing mate i, I would have uh, i would have been there that's right on my alley i i, I love a bit of yoga you get the hemp pants on, man, and like you're into it, right into it, man. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got my Lululemons and everything. It's just it'd be fantastic. <laughs> and your green kale smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. All right, um, this is the last question I I have. Um, that might be the last for for this this podcast episode, and this is one that a lot of people have had. I've actually asked you this on Facebook Messenger, and it's a funny one, so don't take any offense to it. But why are some of your races, in particular Husky, and when you did Bateman's Bay, I know you, it's changed, um, you changed the, the location this year, why are they like a few kilometers shorter for the, when, when, the, when they're half Ironman distances? How come you do a few kilometers? Well, what's, what's the issue with that? Be, be as real as possible. 
So Huskies, um, Huskies a little bit over the last few years, was for the last 13 years, there's always a loop course. And um, that was the only way we could ever get, um, you know, if I could always, if I could have in the future past made Husky 90 kilometres, it would have been good. Um, but because it was a loop course, it, you're stuck with, um, you know, it's like, it's like a cycle track, you know. If you're on a velodrome, you can't make a velodrome a kilometre because it's already, a, it's a set distance. Um, so uh, what, with some of the other events, um, what was happening before with some of the other events, um, we weren't getting massive numbers in our ultimate races so that were up to 90 kilometres. So um, there's a bit of a safe distance on a bike where you don't have to supply an aid station. So when you're only getting around 100 and 150 people in a race, um, if you if you have a, a round, in any cycle race up to, you know, from 70 kilometres upwards, you need to provide an aid station. So when you provide an aid station, obviously you've got to have, uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, five or 600 water bottles. You've got to have 10 staff out there another aid station. But if you drop it down to about 60 kilometres, that means you don't have to have an aid station. Um, it also means that you can have other races going at the same time. So if it's a 60-kilometre course, you can have three laps and you can do a 40-kilometre course for a standard distance and a 20-kilometre course for a sprint. So you've got three races going within one race. Um, okay. So that then, that then saves money on traffic control and, and volunteers and marshals. So from a financial point of view and a business point of view, you know, a 60-kilometre bike works very, very well. Nice, I I like it. I I I I always remember hearing stories from like Mark Allen and the like, and you know back in the day before there were sort of you know thrown up air quotes standard distance races. Races were just as long as whatever the whatever the loop or whatever the um, whatever the terrain allowed, and people rocked up. And and you know I think it's uh, I think it's a way of getting again getting some of the anally retentive triathletes away from the fixation on uh, fixation on numbers and times over certain certain distances. But hey, that's just uh, <laughs> just just my personal opinion on it. But um, yeah, I kind of I kind of like the the non-standard distances. I think it's, I think it's good. So. I think it's also a bit of a, uh, a stepping stone for people who do standard distance that want to have a crack at um, a half Ironman. So uh, it's just a bit of a stepping stone. And, um, you know, it's always a business risk. Do you make it 90 kilometers and provide all the aid stations? Do you get the same amount of people or don't you get the same amount of people? Yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's about it for this one. We try to keep them short and sweet so people uh, want a bit more. You know, definitely want to have you back on uh, maybe around triathlon season. We'll have a part two addition to this. We appreciate you very time. Where can people find out more from you? Because I know it's EliteEnergy.com. We'll give you a plug, obviously, uh, before and after. But where can people find uh, find you online? I know you're, you have an, a big online presence. Yeah, mate, you can find us on Elite Energy. As you said, EliteEnergy.com.au or I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I don't use Instagram, man. I'm getting old. And um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just Mark, M-O, Emerton, um, M-O with a double M on, uh, on Facebook. Um, jump on there and um, hassle me, ask me questions, um, love me, whatever you want to do. I don't care, man. Just uh, all, the, all of the above. Nice. Um, any any final words? Any messages? Any asks of the asks of the audience? Uh, yeah, it's just it's just good to find out, you know, what people love and like, and what they, you know, we're pretty. I, I'm, we we like constructive criticism. So if they love our events, or if they hate our events, or anything we can do to make better, um, you know, I think we 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 like um, criticism and. Um, that's the only way we can get better and keep guys and girls happier. Nice. Well, we we love your events and uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, Emo, that was that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Cheers, lads. All Thank the best. You. All right. Good luck with uh, the baby making. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thank you again, Emo, you're a legend. If you are Sydney-based and enjoy running or endurance 
events in general, please check out his Broken Race and all other events that Elite Energy puts on. Go to their website, EliteEnergy.com.au. We are getting into the triathlon season, so I'm pretty sure there is an event for you. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. If you haven't, we really need to get up there in the podcast algorithm, machine learning rankings, whatever's happening. Feel free to share this with a friend if you're liking what you hear. Please make sure to email us any questions, comments, or concerns at talksomeshit at themasterofsome.com, spelled all the normal way. Again, that's talksomeshit at themasterofsome.com. Or you can hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can talk some shit over there. We appreciate anything and everything. All feedback is welcome. Going to let you ride out to some music by myself, Darren D. Lake. And this episode was produced by Podpaste. Thanks again. Peace. Thank you.